Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. There's a pharmacy in Loudoun County, which originally was the start of a tale of two cities. But then, you know, it was like, you know, best of times, worst of times. Then they went with that. There's a pharmacy in Loudoun County, Virginia, that gave 100 COVID-19 vaccines to 5 to 11-year-olds. And they were the wrong vaccines. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today is so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, that's the number, 833-468-8669. That's how you get in touch with us. Here's how it starts. The Virginia Department of Health has confirmed that a pharmacy in Loudoun County incorrectly administered the COVID-19 vaccine formulated for those 12 years and older to children aged 5 to 11 years old. You can make the argument, if you will, that, oh, well, But that's not the argument you get to make with me if my kid gets the wrong vaccine. Now, I'm not telling you that this is the reason why people may be tentative to get uh, their, their kids vaccinated. But the idea that this could happen and people will go, eh, are we really that forgiving? Are we really that, does it really matter that little? I think it matters greatly. That something like this could happen. Because how does something like this happen? And if we made a big deal about getting specific authorization for kids aged 5 to 11, wouldn't this be what we call in the business an absolutely huge problem? Are these kids, do they have greater health risks than anyone else? Is anyone going to look? Is anybody going to ask? I think they should. The FDA and others are the ones who went through the dog and pony show of telling us that it mattered. So what about this? I bring it up because this story is going to come and go. This story is going to come and go and is just going to pass on by, but it shouldn't. Nor should the story pass on by that the National Association of School Boards or the National School Board Association, the NSBA, indeed did work with the Biden White House and the Department of Justice headed up by Merrick Garland in drafting a letter calling parents terrorists. It's there. We have it. There are internal emails that show that the NSBA coordinated with the White House and the DOJ before sending to President Biden the letter. It's what happened. Should we let this go by the wayside? Should we let this go by the wayside or should we remember the words of Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas to the Attorney General Merrick Garland? One of the news reports cited in that letter, which you presumably mean, is from Loudoun County, Virginia. No, that's not. That is not um, uh, what I was talking about. Well, you keep citing news reports, and that's the most prominent news report that anyone in America has seen. That refers to Scott Smith, whose 15-year-old daughter was raped. She was raped 
in a bathroom by a boy wearing girls' clothes, and the Loudoun County School Board covered it up because it would have interfered with their transgendered policy during Pride Month. And that man, Scott Smith, because he went to a school board and tried to defend his daughter's rights, was condemned internationally. Do you apologize to Scott Smith and his 15-year-old daughter, Judge? Senator, anyone whose uh, child was raped as, uh, is a, the most horrific crime I can imagine and is certainly entitled and protected by the First Amendment to protest to their school board about that. But he was cited by the School Board Association that's fine, as a domestic that's not, terrorist, which we now know that letter and those reports were the basis for your... No, this, this no is, Senator, this is that's wrong. Shameful. Judge, that's, this is shameful. This, here, this testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. Okay, that's not. Thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You that, should resign in disgrace, Judge. Well, he should. He rightfully, rightfully should. But we have the emails where Viola Garcia, president of the National School Board Association, And the Department of Education has named her to a federal board. She sent the memo providing a timeline of the School Board Association's interactions with the White House ahead of the letter to President Biden. They did this. The White House participated in the calling parents, in the the calling of parents terrorists. Did I say that right? I think I did. The White House participated. The DOJ knew what was going on. They did this on purpose. Any school board that still belongs to the National School Board Association is a school board where every single member, every single member should be replaced. Unless there are members standing up in meetings saying we need to leave the National School Board Association. We don't need this organization that calls parents terrorists. Forget them. They're worthless. But I think this story is going to go by the wayside. We can give 100 kids the wrong vaccine. You know, let me go over that story again. This is a Virginia pharmacy that administered the wrong vaccine to 100 kids. Now, would I get your attention if I said they gave the wrong vaccine to 100 black kids? Now, that's not what happened. I was just wondering if I would get your attention. Because if that was the story, we'd have the attention of CNN. We'd have the attention of MSNBC. We'd have the attention of the woke folk. So desperate to make everything about race. It has to be about race. If it was about race, then we could talk about it. But when it's not about race, we don't talk about it at all. I don't know who these kids are. I know that 100 kids got the wrong vaccine, and it's not something that we should just sit idly by and watch. I know that the National School Board Association called parents terrorists, and parents are more important than any school board association out there. The parents are at the top of the list, and the school board association is the gunk under the mud on my shoe. If we're ranking these things... And I think I know where we should focus. Parents come first. But we're going to dismiss this. It's just going to get moved right along. We're going to somehow dismiss Nicole Hannah-Jones, the liar behind the 1619 Project. And we should be clear that she's a liar. And the people who talk to her like she's a, like she's a serious academic 
are fools and the people who protect her because of the color of her skin are bigots. Let's just put it out to the thing. The 1619 Project is predicated on the lie that America was built on slavery. Built for slavery, on slavery. Slavery was, was, was the everything. That's the real founding of the nation. The historians have said, Gordon Wood and others, what are you talking about? None of this is real. And she said, Pfft. and then when presented with enough pressure, her and the New York Times were like, well, this is just an idea. Well, it's an idea that's been put into practice, into curriculums all across the country. Your kids may be learning the lie of Nicole Hannah-Jones, and she's a liar. Nicole Hannah-Jones is a liar. Quote me. Say it to your friends. It doesn't matter what she says. Well, what does it matter what racial name they call me? Oh, you don't like her because of this, that, or the other? She's a known liar. And she put out a tweet. Feeling ashamed of shameful things is not bad. It's called being an empathetic and moral human being. Shame helps us do better. When I visited the Hiroshima Peace Memorial Museum about the impact of the U.S.'s atomic bomb, as an American, I felt shame. Oh, well, that's weird. That's weird. You know, the United States did drop uh, Fat Man and Little Boy. We did drop two uh, nuclear weapons on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Would it be pronounced Hiroshima? I'll leave that to others. In doing so, it brought about the end of the war. Because Japan had absolutely no plan of giving up. The emperor didn't have any plans of giving up. Hirohito did not plan on this. They were Japan, and they were mighty. We're talking World War II here. They had no plans of putting an end to their aggression, and may we be clear, they attacked us. I am one of the few people I know of. I have, I have no anger towards Japan. Like, I have no anger towards Germany. Yes, I'm a Jewish man in America who has no anger towards Germany. You think Germans today are responsible for the Holocaust? I don't believe that stuff for a second. I don't. And I always have that frame of mind when I look at people attack the South. As if somehow Alabama of today is Alabama of 1951. As if Mississippi of today is the same Mississippi of 1951. I'm like, that's not true. There are far less Democrats now in Alabama and Mississippi. Oh, screw you. That's a good joke. If only because it's so true. You see, it's funny because it's true. That's where the ha-ha comes from. The ha-ha and the tee-hee and the whatnot. But someone responds to Nicole Hannah-Jones. Uh, if you want to know about horrific shame, read about, the, about Unit 731 or the Nanking Massacre. The 3 to 10 million people killed by Japan's army between 1937 and 1945. It was an empire. It needed to be destroyed. They attacked us. And while I hold no ill will towards Japan today, I don't care what happened. We got attacked. And we responded. I am one of the people who says quite clearly, I understand at the moment the concept of the internment camp. I think it's a historical conversation about whether or not we should ever try such a thing again. I think it is an important conversation in the history of America. But I didn't live through the time of being attacked 
by the Japanese and what that did to a nation. I am interested in ensuring that we learn from that moment and utilize it to better days ahead. People respond to Nicole Hannah-Jones and states the following. You're the one who poorly understands history. They dropped the bomb when they knew surrender was coming because they'd spent all this money developing it and to prove it was worth it. And then she says, propaganda is not history, my friend. Is that right? The si- the dropping of, of the weapon? No, yeah, no. I, I, I would argue that uh, in in the conversations that I have had and, and the readings I have done, uh, that the dropping of uh, a nuclear weapon on on Japan. Uh, hastened the end of the war, and Americans were thrilled uh, that the war was over. Also, you have to think of the context. We are not far removed uh, from 1941 here, and they were the enemy who attacked us. So uh, you, you, I'm sure you could find pockets, and I'm assuming those pockets would have been in some faculty lounge somewhere, but you would not have found any type of thought process that the enemy did not deserve to be defeated. Sure. That would that at least in in my understanding that is it. I was just curious. The story here is that she says propaganda is not history, my friend. The sixteen nineteen project is all propaganda. The sixteen nineteen project is a lie. The people who push this are violent people. Violent, terrible people, and if they're in your schools, they should be thrown out. Teachers who push the 1619 Project should not have jobs in your school or any school. They should be noted as people who are not interested in education. They are interested in indoctrination and therefore unworthy of your child's education. Gone with them. And this story, as I shared it with you, is going to go by the wayside. That Nicole Hannah-Jones is a ridiculous Nonsense liar. Proudly a liar. And it's going to go right by the wayside. It's going to get moved on down the line. I don't argue that the Kyle Rittenhouse story isn't important. I'm not arguing the importance of inflation. I am not arguing Chinese aggression that is moving forward and what the future of Taiwan looks like. These are all important stories. I've got them. I've got cultural stories. I have so much to share with you. But I just gave you three stories that are just going to get moved right off the page. But they matter. When you give... When you give the wrong vaccine and when it's not front page news, I'm disgusted. When school boards act to call parents terrorists, and somehow it gets brushed aside as if it doesn't matter, I'm disgusted. When liars like Nicole Hannah-Jones and bigots like Nicole Hannah-Jones can get away with total distortions of history and then tell you that propaganda is not history while pushing propaganda and it gets pushed to the side, I'm disgusted. What I would like is for us to take that disgust and turn it into action. 
It's okay if you don't get your kid vaccinated. If you want to, it's your choice. But ask, double check, recheck, demand to see labels. It's your kid. Trust but verify. Reagan was right. Any school board that stays a member of the National School Board Association, fire every member of that school board. Unless there are people standing up in school board meetings saying, we do not think you are terrorists and we should leave the National School Board Association. They can stay and be the next school board president for all I care. And any school that teaches the 1619 Project, fire the superintendent, fire the principals, and fire the teachers who believe in this garbage. Control your destiny. Do not allow them to wipe the facts and the indecency that they're trying to push upon us off the page. I'm Tony Katz. The governor of Oklahoma, his name is Kevin Stitt, and he is ordering the Oklahoma State Department of Health to stop issuing gender-neutral birth certificates. It's an executive order. Earlier this week, this according to the Oklahoman, so they issued their first non-binary birth certificate last month. Non-binary people do not identify as strictly male or female. Well, within that sentence right there from uh, the reporting over at Newsmax.com, uh, they can't identify because they're babies. See, they need parents to tell them. And I think it's wrong that parents lie to them or confuse them. You are born male, you are born female, that's the way that goes. And it's pretty easy to tell the difference. I'm no expert, but like, like I, I, I saw, I read a book. All right, it was a magazine. The point is... Oh my God. The point is, I know the difference. Yeah, this is of course wrong. It's of course wrong, and it's playing into a, a, a radicalness. For sure. Adults who want to make decisions, I can't stop them. I may not understand it, but they're allowed to live their lives. They're just simply not allowed to make me change the way I live mine. I reject that. Kids can't make this decision. Kids have to be protected most often from themselves. And adults have to do that. Telling your kid, well, you don't have a gender is is hateful. I mean, to the point where if I lose friends over this, okay. Am I supposed to lie? You can do it. I think it's hateful. You don't have to talk to me anymore. What adults do and what kids do are different. And what adults do to kids, I do have a point of view. Especially when it's so harmful. This is Tony Katz today. So today may be the day that Britney goes free. What? It's very possible that the conservatorship of Britney Spears ends today. Good. It's been 14 years. 14 years that she has been basically unable to make decisions about her own life. For herself, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. 
you know, sometimes I ask some specific questions, but you know, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to take a question about nearly anything today. It appears likely that the judge, Brenda Penny, will dissolve the legal arrangement because I think it's the dad who decided, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Jamie Spears, yeah. Is Jamie? Uh, it, it's 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 been too long. It, it, it's the situation is untenable. Uh, I can't be a part of it. So now, what happens if Brittany is in charge of her own life? Well, let's go through the very concepts of personal responsibility, because personal responsibility matters greatly. If Britney Spears is granted her freedom today and tomorrow loses every dime she has, I will not change my life one bit. I will continue to smoke cigars. Had, had the Rocky Patel 60 yesterday, by the way, uh, their producer, Ari. Uh, not, not a bad smoke. All right, good to know. Not, not a bad smoke was, was, was the 60. It was, uh, uh, for me, a, a perfect level of, of tobacco. There was, a, it was almost a, a bit of a, of, a, of a citrusy undertone. What's uh, the 60 mean? Um, it, it's, it's just what they named it. Oh. <laughs> I'm not actually. I'm not actually sure why it's called the Rocky Patel 60. It wasn't their 60th year. It has just come out, and so I, I, I was uh, there at the at the at the local cigar lounge, and I am not sure why they called it 60. I will. I will find out. Oh, it's the 60. It's the 60th birthday of Rocky Patel. That's why, because Rocky Patel's cigars have not been around for 60 years, but it's his 60th birthday. So this was the cigar in honor of his 60th. See, I taught you something. That's that. No, you 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 asked the question. I got the answer, right there. You you didn't teach me anything. You would have said, you know why it's called the sixty, and then you would have done it. But it's the Mexican San Andreas uh, wrapper that was kind of like in, in holding for two years. So it really did kind of give it give it a I call it a wonderful mellowness that I I, I enjoyed in the cigar. I thought it was a fine cigar. Um, I will continue to smoke that cigar. If Britney Spears loses every dime, if Britney Spears shaves her head again, I will continue to live my life as if nothing happened at all. Because sometimes people make bad decisions, sometimes people make bad choices, and I cannot spend my life concerned with every choice that every person makes. Can't do it. She should have her life, and her life should include, as an adult, being able to make bad choices. I hope she doesn't, but I'm not consulted. Nobody's checking with me. If they would check with me, I would tell you what I think. This did bring light to the conservatorship issue, though. Oh, oh, wow. The the coverage of this, I think, has been... Um, absolutely fantastic. People who have really lost their, their their lives because some judge says, no, this person's in charge of you. I mean, as you talk about the story of Britney Spears, she wasn't allowed to have children. It's nuts. There's a documentary about this. It's she nuts. wasn't allowed to to redecorate her own kitchen. She can't do she cannot spend any money without permission. That's nuts. She's allowed to make the money. She's not allowed to spend the money. That's insane. It's impossible to get out of once you're in it. These are these are the kinds of things that need to be fought, that need to be pushed uh, against. 
Yeah, the, the, anytime you're taking uh, someone someone's life like this. But this is only one story. I wanted to get to another, if you, if you, if you don't mind. Uh, sponsors are being asked to defend support for the Beijing Winter Olympics. Why? Is it because people know exactly what China is all about? And they're like, yeah, um, maybe the Olympics shouldn't be there. Maybe, just maybe, the Olympics should be elsewhere. Maybe, just maybe, China is uh, a communist nation that we should not want to be a part of. We shouldn't want to send athletes there. Oh, and they gave us COVID. So sponsors are being asked why they're doing it. This from Human Rights Watch. I I, I don't I don't mind. I do not mind at all. There being um, this kind of push. I like it. I like the pressure. I think I think it is fantastic and important. And more of it should take place. Much, much, much more of it. The pressure should be on NBC and, and all the others. Why in the world are you down with this? Why are you okay with an Olympics in China? Oh, I love it. I absolutely positively love it. And I only hope it puts pressure on more and more people not to advertise during the Olympic Games. Don't advertise during the Olympic Games. Make them suffer financially. Make them learn their lessons. President Trump said this the other day. And I I guess he was having a rally in Tampa. And he was making the point that, you know, whether you like it or not, we got to start doing some boycotts. There are far more of us than there are of them. We need nationwide boycotts of companies that don't believe in Republicans and conservative principles. We're not going to buy their product if they're not going to by our policy, if they're not going to respect us, we're not going to do it. Watch how quickly these companies will change if we do this, and we're going to boycott the media that doesn't treat us fairly. I, for, when, when these conversations first started coming out, I'm like, man, do I hate boycotts? Oh, do I hate boycotts? They work and do them. They work. Something This is something I've been saying for a while. They work. I, 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 I'm on Team Inez Cantor. Place for the Boston Celtics. Standing up to China. Something that the coward LeBron James would never do. If Nike is going to utilize Chinese slave labor to build their products, we're not buying Nikes. Explain that to our kids the other day. That's why you don't see Nikes on their feet. Now, if they happen to have some Nike clothing, they still have the Nike clothing. We're not buying any Nike. We're done. Now, I've got to argue, I don't know if they have any Nike clothing, to be honest. I don't actually think they do. A lot of Adidas in this family. I don't know how that happened. It's a fair amount of Adidas, uh, but, not, but not Nike. If you're going to use slave labor, we're not going to be a part of what you're doing. 
And uh, you could ask all the, 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 the sneaker companies, do you use slave labor? Make them stand up and say no. Make them stand up and say, no, we don't. And if they do, don't use them. And if you're talking about the CNNs of the world, I don't use CNN as a news source. Why? Why, why, would, I, why would I ever want to be a part of what it is they're putting out and what it is they're doing? Well, Tony, you have said if they invited you on, you would go on. Yes, in hopes that maybe you can reach somebody. I, I, I admit, you, you consider that a bit of a contradiction. But we should take a look at the people who sponsor Brian Stelter and say that. No one's using that. Because you understand that, that I, I don't even know if Brian Stelter believes what he says. I have absolutely no idea if the man believes what he says on CNN. But what he says is so incompatible with the human mind, it's such incredible nonsense. He lies repeatedly, if not religiously. Why should anybody support it? This is Brian Stelter on CNN last week. Yeah, let me just, let me say how I feel about this, and, and tell me if y'all disagree. Uh, it seems to me there's real, obvious, obviously, very real issues. We all know it. Every parent knows it. With involving schools, and they are the pandemic. Real issues about learning loss. Real, authentic issues about school board and curricula. But then there's also this apocalyptic narrative that comes from right wing media, including Fox, that is out of proportion, that is exaggerated. It seems to me, Natasha, both are true, and you can see it in the way CRT has been redefined. Critical race theory is a real thing. It's a real thing. It's t- taught in colleges, academic study it for a living, but now that phrase has come to mean something very different in our political ecosphere. Yes, and what's interesting is that so many of these debates are old. Oh. <laughs> they're just they're hmm. just rehashed, right? When, when I was a, a local news reporter, some of the most uh, intense stories were school board meetings, and they were about you know busing kids from the city into the suburbs. So these are America's uh, issues with race and identity, and this sort of uh, this moral outrage that just gets repackaged so for a new on, era. So saying when the uh, top issue is called education, the top issue is race. It's a- Pick a sponsor. Tell that sponsor you are not going to buy your product until you drop Ryan Stelter. Well, Tony, is that cancel culture? No. I don't think it is. Because one could argue that the sponsor could say, well, do what you want. We think it's fine. They came to Netflix and they said, get rid of Dave Chappelle. And and, and Netflix said, no, we think this is fine. I think that's the right move. I think that's the right methodology. People can say it. The question is, should you fall for it? What kind of pressure can you apply? And if you say to me, but Tony, you don't like this stuff, I'll tell you I agree. But this is a conversation of how you fight. That's the conversation. How do you fight? Britney Spears doesn't get out of this conservatorship until people start talking about what's happening to her. Parents are being told they're racists by Brian Stelter. Why do they then buy the products that support a guy who calls them a racist? Doesn't make any sense. Brian Stelter could still call people racists. 
but he's going to do it without my dollars. And it's a rational point of view. How else are people supposed to voice their displeasure? You don't do it through 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 boycotts. You don't do it do it uh, through through the pocketbook. Through saying that's enough. I won't have any part of this. They do it in radio. They do it all over the place. But somehow this is wrong. I don't know. I think people are looking for ways to fight the nonsense that's in their lives. I think they're looking for people to be just rational. Parents speaking out against school boards aren't racists. Stop saying so. But if you keep saying that, I can't support you. And company XYZ keeps supporting you. If we were to take a look at the National Football League and all their wokeness, which you'll notice has calmed down considerably. And they still got the things on the helmets and whatever. But you you don't hear as much. They're just playing football now. You want to call the people who watch the games racist? That's fine. Budweiser. We don't drink Budweiser anymore. No one's drinking Budweiser anymore. Let's see if Budweiser continues to support the NFL. Now, that, that's, that's a tall order. People like Budweiser. I'm not anti-Budweiser. I'm using them as an example. You could have said Coors. Miller Lite, feel free. One of the big three there. But if it was really bothersome, you'd be like that. Not, not all of them. That one right there. I'm not, I'm not drinking that. And certainly you saw enough people not watch the NFL to give sponsors a little bit of a, hey, well, what are we paying for here? What are we paying for if, there are no, if there's nobody watching? You got to find a way to fight. And what are you fighting for? Just not to get yelled at, not to get screamed at. In the case of CNN, not to be lied about. Calling parents racist because they disagree with the school board. It's ugly as sin. Ugly as sin. So, I get what Trump's saying. A lot of people felt this way. I didn't feel this way in the beginning. I have for, for a while now. But I don't see people organizing the boycotts. So conceptually, I get it. I still don't see it happening. Unless you want to take a look at the total amount of people not watching CNN. But that has nothing to do with boycotts. That has to do with how bad CNN is. Maybe because they say things like Brian Stelter, in which case, maybe I should just let them keep working themselves into oblivion. Oh, that's a whole different take. We'll get into that another time. I'm Tony Katz. This Dave Chappelle story is great. I'll share it with you coming up. Meanwhile, the Dow Jones is up a buck and a half. That's 150. NASDAQ is up 130. I find it interesting. We've seen a couple down days in the market. Is inflation finally catching up? Meanwhile, Elon Musk just sold another 639,000 shares after selling about $5 billion worth of the stock just a few days ago. 639,000 shares, that's $687 million. That's all. He's putting together some cash, people. Is this all so he can be taxed on it, so he can be seen as a good guy by, by Elizabeth Warren? 
No, it's because he doesn't want to get the unrealized tax. But that's not coming. That's already been pulled out. Oh, that was his argument. Well, the, no, the question that he asked was, do people really think I should pay uh, you know, a tax on this? Would you like me to sell a bunch of stock so I can pay tax on it? People are like, yeah, as if somehow their life was better because this guy sold stock. Oh, well, that's nonsense. Of course it's nonsense. People live in this world sometimes where they think if, if somebody else does something, it's good for them. It didn't affect you any which way. Besides, your issue is not taxation. Your issue is spending. The Chappelle story, the Russia story, and the joke and the judge. That's all coming up. This is Tony Katz today.